Hey, this is Brandon Lucido, owner of the Lucido Real Estate Team. On our podcast, we talk about life events, real estate, and how to help and serve people. Catch our podcast every week for a new episode. You can find more information on us at thelucidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in. Hello, hello. How is everybody today? Doing great. How are you, Brandon? Good, good. Doing well, man. Good. Well, since this is our first podcast, I figured we'd introduce uh, everyone on the team and tell them a little bit about yourself. So uh, by default and uh, the youngest person, Wilson, why don't you... uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little about yourself? I sure will, Brandon. Uh, I've been in real estate a little over five years. I have a long banking career uh, before that, uh, working in commercial real estate um, for some big banks, for some small independent banks. So I think I bring a lot of different experience than most realtors do. And so uh, it's been great working with Brandon, being on the team. I'm a charter member and um, – don't plan on going anywhere else. Good, Bobby. Uh, my name is Bobby Morrison. Um, I've been uh, a realtor for cumulatively, I guess, around five years. First got my license in 2014 um, with uh, with Ebby Halliday and then worked uh, construction, building restaurants, then came back to the real estate side because uh, I enjoyed weekends uh, doing investment real estate uh just helping people buy and sell investment properties and then now i'm here with the lucido team and it really feels like the final home thankfully well good well we are all blessed to have everyone as a team as i always say it takes a village to do real estate and couldn't accomplish near what we could do without uh, all of us as a family so we're all very grateful for that um okay let's jump right into it but before we get into uh the real estate let's talk cowboys Yes. Yes. Who watched the game yesterday? I did. Yeah. I did not. I went to a wedding. Okay, so we're just going to talk to Wilson for a little bit then. <laughs> um, Super Bowl material, potentially? There's a lot of competition out there. A lot of teams are getting better um, through the, the season. Uh, I think last week was just an aberration for the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, I, I think they will go deep into the playoffs. Don't know about the Super Bowl. Right now, Green Bay looks to be the best team in the NFL to me. Uh, great defense, great offense. Had a couple of key injuries yesterday, but, um, man, those Cowboys look sharp. Dak looked good. Who seems to be the best? i say Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, keep going. <laughs> Laugh if you will, but Aaron Rodgers, the diva, he, uh, he really produces. He does well. So, But, uh, yeah, loved watching the Cowboys do well yesterday. Good. Bobby, you can chime in. Cowboys. Uh, so, I I am probably one of the the uh, the rare natives who uh, is not a Cowboys fan. Um, but I also just don't the 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 amount of football that I watch is usually at someone else's house with other people, and it's fun to watch. But uh, uh, I, I will chime in on on the Cowboys in specific. It seems. Like every year, I hear someone say, "Oh, we're going to Super Bowl this year. We're gonna we're gonna win it all this year." And then every single year, it's oh, these guys suck. Why did why, why do we even think that? Yeah, but this year we actually are going. So <laughs> I I wrote that down, and I sh- I should actually date this uh, so that I can I can uh, potentially. 
potentially say, oh, oh, oh man, who who to thunk it? <laughs> yeah, I hope I'm proven wrong though. We will see. Time will tell. Okay, um, so let's jump right into it. Um, Bobby, why don't you take off with uh, first question is building. If you're if you're a, a purchaser looking to pursue uh, uh, a new house in real estate, uh, building versus pre-owned. Okay, yeah. So uh, my fiance Leslie and I, uh, which yesterday was our exact two month uh, anniversary on being engaged. Congratulations! Congratulations. Uh, but uh, but we had the opportunity to be on the buyer side of things, which is uh, uh, unique for a lot of realtors, just because. Uh, 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 we're we're usually on the on the realtor side of things and and such like that, but uh, uh, we have had a bear of a time trying to purchase a home. Uh, even in November, uh, the last home that we put an offer on, we got beat out uh, with a, a total of fifteen offers on this house, and we we offered you know thirty thousand over uh, plus you know about ten in cash after that uh, with a pretty quick close date and everything. We gave the letter. You know, we went the whole nine and we still got beat out on this thing and we were compromising, you know, it, it wasn't exactly the size that we wanted, uh, but we just thought, well, it's in a good area. Uh, it's big enough. Uh, you know, we would, we would be happy in it. Um, and it's, it's the same price as the house that we just purchased with a, with a very generically named builder, um, that, uh, we're paying right around three eighty four, uh, and on the, standard market we'd be paying probably over 500 for this house it's a it's a quarter of an acre four bedroom two and a half bath with a really really nice footprint um and a, a huge backyard um it's just we could not be happier it's 2400 square foot a single store with 10 foot ceilings uh woodlet tile you know all all the all the really nice features and and uh, it's just we didn't have to compete with anybody. We just went to the builder and said, "Hey, what do y'all have available right now?" And they just, in our case, they happened to have exactly what we were looking for. But uh, even then, you can still go to the builders and say, "Hey, you know, this is what I want." They'll give you a list of properties that have a lot of the features that you want, or you can say, "Hey, you know, when this next phase is coming up, put me on the list for that house on that lot, and that's it. You don't have to bid it up." sky high or anything like that it just is what it is and then by the time it's finished being built you have instant equity yeah and i find that interesting um because that's not the case most of the time when you're looking at new builds you know right now um i'm having to just verify information that stuff actually is for sale still or available because um you know by the time anyone sees it um, there's like 50 plus people on a waiting list and there's multiple deposits ahead of us. Um, so you don't haystack brother. It was, we were very lucky with this one. It seems like even within the same builders brand, different offices will do it in a different manner. Uh, somehow this lot, because on paper it looks like a skinny and like it's a very narrow lot. Um, but when you go see it in person, you realize, Oh, that's 70 feet wide. Um, which is not an insignificant width on a lot, um, and uh, it just it had been passed over, and and they just happened to have a couple of agents in the office who who needed a, another sale for the week, and and so we we contacted them on Tuesday and signed Saturday. 
is this a new development? Like, is it already like 50% built out? What would you say? It's probably, so we're in the, we're still in phase one and they're probably going to have like six or seven phases. It's wow. Okay. We're, we're still pretty early on in this, in this, uh, neighborhood. Okay. So maybe you can direct some clients to your neighborhood. Yeah, potentially so. Very nice. Okay, Wilson, uh, another question that has come up a lot is, um, and piggybacking off of uh, new builds, um, builder's lender versus a third-party lender. Absolutely. Uh, A builder will pretty much require you, and I say that with quotes, air quotes, require you to use their lender. Um, They won't uh, give you any services or any extra incentives if you don't use their lender. So uh, don't be tricked by that. Bring your lender in anyway. Um, you can still uh, negotiate or have your realtor negotiate uh, those incentives. And um, But, you know, you just don't have any control. You don't have a relationship with that lender. And that's what it's all about is having a good relationship with your lender, being honest, because you're basically giving him all your financial information. It's a very sensitive relationship and this builder's lender you don't know anything about them you don't know what they're going to do with your information but your own lender it's 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 you know much closer plays it much closer to the vest than than a a builder's lender yeah and to that point you know always compare both both avenues um, when you're getting um, your financials you know evaluated uh, for your loan um it's not uncommon where we always see them say, um, you know, if you use our in-house lender, we'll pay your closing cost. You know, let's say it's eight or $10,000 in total. Um, but what people don't realize when you put a pencil to it and, you know, yes, that sounds nice up front, but if the rate is a quarter or a half point higher, you know, over a 30 year term, that's substantially larger than, you know, the $10,000 that, that they'll uh, cover up front. So to me, you've, you've always got to put your pencil to it because you need to see what's the most financially beneficial for you um, compared to just, you know, an initial uh, assistance. That's a great point, Brandon. Uh, you want the best net going into it, and, and a realtor can help you help you determine what your best net is. Yeah. And in this case, uh, this, this one specific case, at least, uh, the builder's lender, their mortgage insurance wasn't high enough, which was weird. Oh, wow. Um, their rate was a little bit better, but we were extremely happy with the rate we had before. Um, and we were like, well, we can we can sacrifice that a little bit just to have the right amount of coverage. We'd, you know, anything can happen uh, if we save a little bit right now, but we're, you know, kind of kind of in a bad situation down the road and we need that insurance. Well, better to have that in my opinion for the for the very minuscule amount that we would have saved going with them that's great that you were thinking about that again you've got to make the best decision for you and your family and looking at all aspects uh, we can definitely help folks do that yeah sure so um another question that comes up a lot more on the listing side so when we go on listing appointments or meet with uh of uh, uh, certain people looking to sell their assets, a lot of times they say, you know, how can I get top dollar for this house and within this market? Right. I see that all the time um, with sellers that they will want to 
some will want to do the the least amount to get the most, mm-hmm. and those two don't match up. Um, even in a crazy hot market like this, people are buyers are still being picky. You know, they don't want to come in and and see uh, scratched you know floors or paint chipped everywhere or cracks in the wall that looks like it might be a foundation issue. But I tell my my sellers, you don't want to fix everything on the front end. You know, let's let's make it presentable. Let's make it very livable, and see what the inspection um, brings up. You know, after we get an offer. Yeah, and I think a lot of sellers aren't aware in the beginning that, you know, when you go do renovations or you start updating stuff to your home, um, you have to disclose that on the seller's disclosure notice. And it's it's more beneficial for the sellers. I mean, you can, again, you can clean the house and maybe you do touch-up paint, but don't go inspecting your home um, because then you've got to disclose all that. Let the buyers have their inspector and do their due diligence and let them come back with that, what they want to request. I mean, a lot of sellers, you know, um, and, and as much as I appreciate them being, you know, preventative maintenance type mindsets, um, what you think is important to you might, the buyers just might not care about that. And you've already pumped money into that part of your home. Um, and obviously you're going to try to recoup it as well. So, um, always consult with, you know, the agent to make sure that what you're doing is, is financially beneficial, um, to the sell. Um, Again, there's just standard things, and then there's things that, you know, um, might only be of importance to you. Yes. And and even if you do renovations, that's another thing I've seen. People will go and say, oh, I'm going to redo the kitchen, or I'm going to update these appliances and so forth. And, you know, I've had, uh, I've had sellers do that, and then the buyers come through, and they're like, yeah, I really don't like any of this style. Yep. I'm like, well, shoot, you know, I mean, we're going to try to recoup this cost, and you know, it'd been better if we just said, Hey, you know what? We're just going to offer you uh, you know, an upgrade allowance. That's right. Cause you never know someone's style. It's always different. That's right. Taste is different with everyone. And if, if you're going to go do something dramatic, that's probably going to be changed by the new buyers. Yeah. Uh, so many times people will, will paint something, uh, like in, like in the kitchen, for example, they'll have some kind of wacky colored cabinets. I've, I've been into a house recently that had red cabinets, brand new. <laughs> and you know, if you're going to do if you're going to make renovations, look at a whole bunch of new listings that have been recently renovated and just stick with yep. the, the bog standard, you know, uh, like, you know, right now the trend is light colored countertops, light colored cabinets, light flooring and stuff like that. So just look at what the market's selling. It's really easy to jump online and have your realtor show you, uh, you know, hey, here's what's here's what's actually selling right now. And if you need to do something with your house, if if it's just very very dated, then have them sh- you know have your realtor show you, hey, here's here's what here's what's selling right now. Don't do something that is tailored specifically to you. This is this is what's appeasing to the the, the masses right now, and that's mm-hmm. that's the best way to spend your money on that. Um, and right now uh, in this market. Master bathroom and kitchens are what yep are what sell it, and then a, a quick coat of paint just to cover up any um, scratches or dings in the house or anything like that. Make it it just it's it's almost like putting lipstick on a pig sometimes, but <laughs> lipstick on a pig is w- with really nice pictures is what gets people inside the house. True, and you can negotiate from there, but getting people in the house is what's going to sell it. Yep, I think it's all relative. 
uh, as well. I mean, if, if, a, if a home buyer comes through a home um, that they love and, you know, checks all their boxes, but, you know, using your scenario, if the cabinets are red, I mean, is that really going to be a reason why we don't put an offer in? I mean, are they really not going to be logical? Like, hey, you know what? I'm going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on this home, but since it had red cabinets, I'm out. No, I mean, that's in all, in all, in all actuality, it's, it's not going to be a deterrent from them pursuing it. I mean, they can fix that stuff. Right. So they can, I, I think evaluating cosmetic and, you know, workable things versus, you know, like a foundation problem or, yeah. you know, um, having huge electrical issues or plumbing issues. Like those are big ticket items. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it's also up to the agent to explain like, Hey, here's like, here's workable stuff. Like, don't let that, you know, keep you from purchasing your home. Like that's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, and setting those expectations, um, because there are things that are, you know, again, are, are workable. This is definitely a topic that we could, we could come back to several times. Uh, just cause there's, there's so much talk about, uh, specifically, with the foundations, um, uh, you know, getting a, a warranty on your foundation is a big deal, even mm-hmm. if it's uh, – and making sure it's a company that has been around for a little bit. Um, even if you pay a little bit more for that, man, that that alone will sell itself later on. Even if there is a little bit of foundation damage because you went with a company, you know, when you first got the property that has been around for a little while and has a warranty, then, you know, people are going to say, oh – well, there's damage, but it's warranted, so we're probably going to be okay in the in the end, right? Yeah, and and it's Texas. Foundation problems are going to happen; it's inevitable. Every property at some point will require foundation work because of our soil. But it's to your point: as long as it's got the lifetime transferable warranty and that's verified, your buyers are covered. Mm-hmm. But going in there and buying a home and not knowing. Um, the condition of it. And that's another point to the condition. You know, what, if someone gets a a quote of foundation work, you know, five years ago, that's five years ago as to how it sat now. Right. Over time it progresses. And I've had people who have prolonged getting the work done based off the initial report. And they're like, you know what, let's go back and actually get it done. And they come back and it's like twice the amount because it's twice the amount of peers. Like over time, it just, it's not going to get any better it just keeps getting worse. So that's a, that's a huge thing to be uh, in the mindset of preventative maintenance. You don't, you don't want that to keep, you know, just getting worse and worse over time. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, last subject of the day being prepared. Yeah. Having all your ducks in a row. So with, uh, one thing that, that we see buyers do, uh, far too often is, come to us and say, hey, we want to start looking at houses. Okay, have you talked to a lender? And the biggest issue is when they haven't talked to the lender yet. Uh, the first thing I'll tell any buyer who comes up to me is, is or ask them is, hey, have you already talked to a lender? No? Okay, let's do that right now. Let's let's get a few of them on the phone this instant so that we mm-hmm. can, you know, get you at least pre-qualified and figure out what price range we're looking for because there's there's zero point in going out and looking if you don't even know what you can afford. That's right. And people are afraid of lenders too sometimes. Yeah. I, I think they they think, ooh, they're going to check my credit report and it's going to show some, some old sins, you know. And the relationships that we have, that this team has with lenders, um, you know, we have several lenders that we can, uh, 
we can recommend and you know we have good relationships with them and they're honest they're hardworking, and uh that's not to say that uh a buyer shouldn't uh establish their own relationship with a lender but we have some great relationships as well mm-hmm. yeah and you know um in this market, the way things move and how fast deals are closing, um, you've got to be prepared because, you know, uh, I'd say five years ago, if you didn't have all your ducks lined up, it wouldn't be the end of the world. You know, we'd have time to still verify some stuff. Not that that's protocol, but it wasn't, you know, a necessity. Now, you putting in an offer with no pre-approval letter or, you know, if it's proof of funds, if it's all cash, uh, you're wasting the ink on the paper. You know, no one's going to say yes or no because there's multiple offers, you know, in the mix that already have their ducks lined up. So you've got to have, you know, your tax returns done, your your pay stubs, uh, know what your monthly payment is going to be and what your budget is. Um, so that way when we're looking, it's efficient. But, uh, and also it's, it's efficient for the buyers because they're looking at stuff that they can actually afford. They can actually uh, pay, you know, per month. And it's, it's a real asset that they can obtain. Um, you know, it's it's like the whole car saying, you know, someone test driving a you know high end Ferrari and then they get pre approved, you know, for a, a Lexus. Now, Lexus is still a great car, but you take someone from a Ferrari to a Lexus, and the Lexus doesn't look so pretty anymore. So, you don't want to do them a disservice and, and start and start showing those types of assets. You know, you want to make sure that you're fitting their budget. Um, you know, and get that accomplished. So being prepared is is more important, I think, than anything right now. I agree. And you also, you take that number that the lender says you qualify for and you fit that with the house that you're buying. You might be buying a fixer-upper. You might be buying a house that needs a lot of work done to it or you want to change a lot. You want to take those red cabinets out. Yeah. So you need to take that into account when you not just buy, oh, here's what I can afford. Let's just buy this. No. Yeah. Take into account what you're going to need to do with the property. And, um, you know, we can definitely help folks think about that. Absolutely, because then you can take that Lexus, and if what you really liked about the Ferrari was the looks and the speed versus, you know, something else, you can you can buy the Lexus for, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars less, put a little bit of money into it, and boom, you suddenly have something that looks as equally as flashy uh, and goes just as fast. Sure. Um, just as a car analogy on that, but, <laughs> um, uh, but you know, the, the other reason on that is just is protecting the buyer's funds. Like if you, uh, I've, I've witnessed other agents do this before where they haven't gone through that process yet and they put an offer on the house, they get past option period. And then the bank comes back and says, Oh, Hey, yeah, y'all aren't approved for this. Oh, wow. And then all of a sudden, uh, then the seller in this in this one one instance, uh, uh, and, and and thankfully it was it was not a, a personal experience for me, but it was something that that I was able to learn from uh, through another person. Uh, thankfully, the seller was kind enough to give back their earnest money. But uh, wow, I mean that that's the, the standard would be: hey, the seller can keep that earnest money. Mm-hmm. So whatever they put down, uh, because it was after the option period. Uh, you, you've lost, you know, however many thousand dollars you put down. For right. Uh, and that would be not fun. No. Yeah, it's a domino effect. You know, everything we do has an effect. Everything that we, you know, uh, start and finish affects the sellers and the buyers. And, you know, that's 
that's not uncommon right now where people getting to like day 16 or day 17, you know, you've already had the, the house under contract. You've already done your inspections and the buyers are getting excited about, you know, closing on this house. And then they finally get their pay stubs turned in or tax returns and they're not approved. So we had to back out, start the process back over again. Sellers go back on the market and, you know, hopefully they don't have any moving expenses lined up. So, um, you know, all that, all that matters in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, guys. Well, the first one was a success. Uh, thanks everyone for joining and um, I look forward to the next episode. Definitely. I hope you enjoyed the discussion today. Click on the subscribe link to catch our next episode. If you or anyone you know has any real estate needs, you can find more information on us at thelacidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in.